you made it to level two, deeper questions leading to deeper answers. I'm Tomas Garza, and I'm here to help you decide to transform. I'll be setting the pace for the process to support your unfolding. Learn and commit to a practice that brings simplicity and an awareness of what is ready to be released. Join me now and allow the experience of a deeper sense of love. Hello and welcome to Decide to Transform. And my very special guest is appearing again as executive contributor as he does every month, GP Walsh, master spiritual teacher, master meditator, and a lot of fun. GP, welcome <laughs> back to Decide to Transform. I've been looking forward to this since our last time here. It's so much fun, Thomas. It's uh, Tomas. It's on my. Uh, it's on my calendar. Sorry, I, I almost said your name, Anglican. Oh, no, <laughs> that's all right. <laughs> yes, I look. I look forward to this too. It's just kind of so open and free. So, uh, where are we headed today? Well, it is. We've got a question from a listener, which. I always welcome, by the way. And the question is, they would like us to address fear, the pervasive fear, especially that's going on right now in today's day and age with the pandemic, with everything that the world's facing. And how does one choose love in the face of lots of chaos and paranoia? Big topic. Big, big topic. Yeah. And, um, you know, as a teacher in Course in Miracles, you're as qualified as I am to speak on it. Um, it's, how does one choose? I mean, what other choice do you have? I mean, <laughs> okay, here's my choices. I'm just going to love and accept and be compassionate and, and, and helpful and present. Or I'm going to be terrified and fearful and hiding in the corner. Um, not much of a choice as far as I'm concerned. I think what's behind that question is, how do I actually feel that love? Yeah. Okay. The very mm -hmm. fact that they asked it means they've chosen it, right? Because mm -hmm. they how do we choose Absolutely. this over that? It means they already they've made the choice, right? But the the you know the the, the inner energy of fear is so uh, dominant that um, that it that the love isn't isn't felt. Okay. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. So the question yeah. is, how do you feel it? Well, if I can, if I can just kind of, God, I love this show because we can just take our time and develop the theme. Absolutely. Um, the, the first thing to look at is, is it, we need to go beyond love as merely a feeling, mm -hmm. as merely a sentiment, as just yet an, an emo another emotional state that comes and goes. And instead see it as, as, as a principle, as an essence, you know? Mm -hmm. You don't need to choose to digest your food. You don't need to choose to grow your hair. Um, you, you didn't choose gender or any of this stuff. It, it's just what is, and this is the way mm -hmm. life functions. Each individual function is a is a is a manifestation of the of the totality of the functioning of life itself. So for me, the first discovery is that love is not a state. It is my nature. Mm -hmm which is why it feels so shitty <laughs> when we're, when we're not loving and the opposite yeah. of love is fear. It's not hate. Mm -hmm. At least there's passion in hate, right? The, the, yeah. it's, you know, love is expansive, whereas fear is contractive. 
love embraces everything with it where fear becomes very very self-absorbed it becomes very focused on that my self-protection now it, it's it's it is part of the part of the nervous system it's part of our natural functioning right if i'm really threatened my my nervous system's going to take over and it's fight or flight right i'm going to just put up my dukes or i'm going to skedaddle right i mean those yeah. are yeah. those are the those are the options first choice is always skedaddle <laughs> mm -hmm. but if that doesn't work um then up up go the dukes and you move and and when that happens you move from fear into anger mm -hmm. You know, fear, when you look at it purely physiologically, is simply the body getting ready to run, to escape from danger. That's what it feels like. Mm -hmm. right? And and anger is what it feels like when the body's getting ready to defend itself because it can't run. Right? So this is it. I'm ready. You know, totally focused. And in both cases, all the energy comes away from all of the higher functions. Right? The more afraid you are, the less you can think, reason, be creative. <laughs> be at all present, right? Yeah, yeah. All the all the energy, the blood's out of the brain, it's out of all of the uh, any anything extra, it's all in the muscles, it's all in the respiratory system, right? It, it's purely in defensive mode. Now, the nervous system is lives completely in this present moment. Mm -hmm. it, it, there's yeah. no sense of future or past to your body, right? right? right. I'm warm, or I'm not. I'm hungry, or I'm not. I'm tired, or I'm not. Right? I'm afraid, or I'm not. Boom. It holds on to nothing. It, it, and so its entire experience is this moment. And one of the ways to transcend fear is to actually bring your attention into the body in this moment. Mm -hmm. Right. Complete attention in this moment. Right? Because right now, anybody who's listening, the only reason they're listening is because there is no threat. Nothing's pestering them. The, the wolf's not at the door. They're not hungry. You know, they're not struggling in this moment, right now. Don't think about the future. Don't think about the past, but right now. And if you can do that for even a moment, you'll feel your whole body just go. Poof. You'll just feel all of it drain out of it mm -hmm. because it always responds to what is ever, whatever is dominant in your attention. Now, because it is always responding to the to this present moment, it is equally capable of responding to what we imagine. Mm -hmm. And yeah. what is this is the this is the big blessing of the human mind, and it is the big curse of the human mind. <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> it's our greatest power and our greatest problem because we can envision we can see things we can plan we can strategize we can you know we can hold we can we can create things before they're even created right matter of fact that's how everything gets created but we've all been pretty much enculturated to focus on what could go wrong oh yeah now if i focus my attention on what could go wrong my nervous system does not know it's imaginary mm -hmm. it's just this is what's in my field of view. Oh, danger, whoop, whoop, danger, Will Robinson. And before you know it, the heart rate's gone up, creativity has begun to sag. That's the low levels of stress that, the, that, we, all, that we almost always feel. So the, 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 to recognize that fear is an imposition, 
It's not natural. Your nature is love. Yeah. And, and, and it's so much greater than we can possibly imagine. If you look at it, there's, we have the love of our, you know, our spouse or girlfriend or boyfriend, you know, romantic love. We have family love, we have the love of our kids. We have the love of our friends. We have the love of our work. We have the love of art. We have the love of nature. We have, you know, all of these are love, right? Yeah. Yet they're completely diverse. So then what is love? You can't define it in and of itself, but isn't isn't doesn't it stand to reason that what recognizes love as love must itself be love? Yes, <laughs> I mean it seems it's hate doesn't recognize love, no. indifference doesn't recognize love. So if I'm recognizing my love of art my love of nature it doesn't have to be the you know the you know the great angelic you know agape love but am i just my capacity to recognize love must be love that's what i mean by it's your nature and it's not a feeling it recognizes the feeling as love and this one as indifference or hate or fear what is it that can recognize it it must be love. It's gotta be. <laughs> that's, that's why I say, uh, with some degree of authority, it's your nature. Yeah. It is not acquired, it's not cultural, it's not learned. Yeah, there are cultural variations and that sort of thing. But the bottom line is, as, as our sense of love develops, the cultural definitions fall away and it gets purer and purer and purer because that's who you are. Now that transcends merely the feeling of love. Oh yeah. And can begin to open up love as a as 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 compassion, self acceptance, mm -hmm. the acceptance of things as they are without fighting against them, right? Okay, yeah. Also accepting as things they are and our power to change them. Because obviously, yes. when I use the word that set things as they are, people immediately think resignation. And I'm not saying that if anybody for the rants we've been on already on your sh oh, on yeah. other shows, yeah. you know, it yeah. is not yeah. that, you know, yeah. a clear recognition that in on, on the world stage, you know, hatred is dominating the, the leadership of every country, greed, hatred, yeah. and, and a conscious attempt to create and manipulate fear. So now, the thing that allows us to recognize that and not just go along as cattle or sheep or some programmed animal is that we all know what love is. We know that's not it. And of course, they spend a lot of money trying to convince us that that's it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but we all just kind of, no, no, that's, that's not it. That's not compassionate. Mm -hmm. That's not kind. <laughs> it's not even Christian, even though some they may be preaching that it is. It's it's not. We recognize that inherently, and to me, that's the power. This is the place to discover your own inherent capacity to to not choose love, but to be it. Okay. Yes. Be the love that consistently chooses love, because 
what else would it choose? Duh. I mean, <laughs> mm-hmm. who wouldn't? Who, who, who wouldn't choose love? We have yes. to be really pushed in the corner to want to do, to want to do something, uh, to, to feel or think or act in any other way. And so the, the fear that is so prevalent in the world has come from an essential disconnect with our nature. Which is, which of course is love. But I have to say, people aren't going to like it when I say this, this had to happen. Okay, yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> Said some more about that for sure. It, it had to happen. Because yeah. if it, we were complacent. We developed some systems that worked, you know. There was a certain number of people, especially in the wealthy countries, who had it really well. Um, we could ignore the fact that a lot of the world doesn't, right? And in fact, we enjoy a higher standard, a high standard of living because we exploit other places. <laughs> we uh, can very conveniently that's left out of the narrative. We don't see that, that kind of kind of stuff. But as, as the squeeze begins to happen, and the institutions we used to rely on and think were so benevolent, show their true colors, and you know now you're being turned on, you're being squeezed. It isn't just some little, some person in some country somewhere I can't find in a map. Um, it's you, you're the one now that's being, and all of a sudden it's like, wait a minute, what am I, who do I trust? What can I trust? And that leaves us with such a sense of just such a vacuum, right? right? I've relied yeah. on these things, right? Mm-hmm. They were supposed to be there. You know, the American dream, uh, wasn't that real? Well, no, it never was, right? Which is why, you know, millennials now, um, we, you know, they're lazy, they don't want to do anything, which is nonsense. It's, it's total bullshit. They know that this whole thing was, was an elaborate ruse. Yeah. They, yeah. They're not promised an ever-increasing materialistic future. <laughs> no, no. They get out of no, high school indeed. with a hundred thousand dollars in debt, and the, and they're working at Starbucks. You know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's very interesting how that uh, the younger generations are inheriting a completely different world and a completely different view yes. than you and I were were proffered. Because I know we were fed the ever increasing materialist paradigm for sure yeah and and they're not and 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 they're confronting something very different mm-hmm. but yet there's still so many people who believe that it's supposed to be the dream, you know? okay right make america yeah. great again right yeah <laughs> well but great by what how far back do you want to go 1950s or do you want to go back to the turn of century with the robber barons <laughs> <laughs> oh, <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> maybe that's what he meant right yeah <laughs> robber Be, barons you know yeah. yeah before the pre uh before the pre the before the crash of 29 mm-hmm. right when there's a tiny middle class oh yeah a tinier yes. enormously wealthy and everybody else right mm-hmm. and of course there were no there's no income tax right and all of that kind of sure. that kind of stuff She's talking about the fifties. the 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 tax on the wealthy in corporations was ninety one percent. Want to make America great again? <laughs> Put the money back in the economy. <laughs> Duh. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. It wasn't until the Cash huge money. tax cut in the 80s that, uh, it, that, that all the souring began to take place. It went from 90% down to like 36. Yeah. And I remember my father who um, did not like Ronald Reagan at all. And uh, by the way, listeners, GP and I are from the United States, if you, if you haven't guessed or if you haven't if you tuned haven't guessed, in. Yeah. So, yeah. And, and uh, so, you know, apply, if you're from another country, apply what we're saying to what may be going on in your area, because yeah. it's pervasive and the same. But I remember my father thinking that Reagan was going to make sure that there were no programs, no social programs left at all after all of those tax cuts. He thought, where's the government going to get their money from? And he was very vocal about that. And I was a kid, but yeah. still, I remember very well. All right. That was when they, that's when they started singing yes. the praises of deficit spending. Mm-hmm. You know, a nice word, a nice word for credit cards. Yes. Bar borrow it to the point where it, it ceased having any meaning. Right? I, the dollar means nothing. Mm -hmm. It's, com it's completely, it's completely made up. Bitcoin has more value. At least Bitcoin got, got established by somebody offered. This is how the base value of Bitcoin got established. He offered a, a Bitcoin to a pizza parlor for three pizzas was like 25, 28 bucks or something like that. Mm -hmm. That was the initial price. That's what he okay. tied it to in the real world. <laughs> All right. That has more substance to it now than the dollar. Sure. <laughs> right. Yeah, and it's really interesting with the economy and money and um, the bank accounts where there's no actual money in it. It's just a, a wildly flowing parade yes. of, of numbers and um, it, it uh, really proves how uh, insubstantial everything really is yes how how it is nothing but what we think it is mm -hmm. and so the you know the the battle these days is i like to say we're in the middle of world war three okay. world war three is not coming we're in it we're in it and it's a mm -hmm. battle for perception it's a battle of the mind. Okay. It's a battle to find whose story is going to be most believed. What narrative is going to dominate? Okay. Mm -hmm. And and so everything is directed at at getting your attention and your agreement. And one of the two two things they have learned in. Um, in uh, advertising and marketing, okay? There are two things that will cut through the noise, right? You know, our minds have all sorts of different means and beliefs and that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. And trying to get through the beliefs to the point where uh, somebody's message actually makes it to your conscious mind so you can consider it. You know, there's all sorts of different tricks. There's two things that always work because they, they bypass the mind because they're visceral. The fear of death and sex. Not the fear of sex, just sex and death. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yes. Happily, not the fear of. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. So, it, so you know, somebody's selling a stupid power tool with you know some scantily clad young woman. <laughs> what in the world do they have to do with each other? Absolutely nothing. But I certainly want them to look at that wrench and see this babe. <laughs> 
and then they might, might, the the message gets through because the attention is got. Mm -hmm. And the same thing is true of death. And the number one thing that is sold across the world, but in the United States, it's just, it's epidemic proportions. Uh, Every political campaign is about fear, fear of the other guy. Right. Right. Fear mm-hmm. of what's going to happen. Now it's fear of COVID, fear of the vaccine, fear of no matter what it is, right? It's always presented in the most in the most fearful negative terms because that message always gets in. And if until we become yeah. conscious that that's what's happening, that there's this there's this intention to instill fear in us, we'll be subject to it without even knowing it. But once you realize what they're doing, ah, you become free of it. You notice it everywhere. But at that moment, you have the dependence to do exactly what the woman asked us to do, which is choose love. (laughs) But you first have to understand the influence of fear, how it works, how it operates through the system, how the body gravitates towards it. Right. It's, I mean, it's very natural. If you look at just the evolution of the species or any species, um, we have to be far more alert to danger than to opportunity. Sure. You know, if I'm safe, well, then it's time to mate and, you know, eat the shiny fruit and stuff. Right. Mm-hmm. But, but if I'm not safe, what happens? Right. Uh, there's a part of us that's, all, you know, the ears are always up. Right. If you ever watch like a, like a deer, we have the mule deers and New Mexico, where I was, li- where I was living, yeah. huge ears, mm-hmm. and they'll be sitting and drinking water, and their mirrors are doing this constantly. So they're constantly scanning. Now there'll be a sound. They'll stop. They'll go back. It's it's a it, it it's just amazing. This is the way the nervous system works, and our the human nervous system is an, is no less an animal. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. It has the same instincts, the same drives, the same uh, everything. It is just this. It's just this animal vehicle that this consciousness has has gotten to occupy, right? That has to come to terms with it, has to reconcile with it. Oh yeah, because <laughs> you're you're you as consciousness are way more than the the body, but you can't just ignore it and pretend it isn't there. That's like you know ignoring your car, right? You know you got to put gas in it. You oh, yeah. it right? oh yeah, oh yeah. Right? So how then the the how much of the fear is manufactured Mm -hmm. and how much of it is real this is something everybody can discern Mm -hmm. discern for themselves there's a very there's a very well well well-known book well-known in in circles written by uh, uh, noam chomsky and there's one other guy i can't remember his name now It, it got published in 1988 and was called manufacturing consent oh okay and it showed how the what the media did in order to to create a, a a tacit agreement among the people with whatever the narrative was that was being pushed by the by the powers that 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 be and it's brilliant you, you'll see it all the time all all the time now in terms of uh, how the whole thing works but they're manufacturing fear because they're manufacturing consent Right? Mm-hmm. They, they, they want your attention, yeah. whether it be somebody trying to get you to buy something or somebody trying to get you to vote for something or somebody trying to get you to give up some right. Right. Uh, uh, it, it's it's always an attempt to instill fear 
instill it because artificially, right? And then hold out to you the solution to it. Oh yeah. <laughs> yes. It's the drug dealer. Ah, oh, I get a little craving. Well, hey, <laughs> I'm your guy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, what it comes down to is beginning to discern what fear is imaginary and what's real. Now this, believe me, this is not easy to do. We don't live in, we live in a time where pretty much all of our sources of information are at least tainted, if not outright lies. Oh, for sure. Yeah. So mm -hmm. how do you actually find something out? Right. Um, you know, look, looking at things, let's take, for example, the, 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 um, COVID and the vaccine. You know? Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Very difficult to find out genuine information about I, either of it. Sure. Right? Oh yeah. Um, you know, the, those institutions that were the most reliable, the CDC, the Center for Disease Control and the World Health Organization, they're tainted. Mm -hmm. oh, yeah. And, you know, when you're talking about the vaccine, we're not talking about, they say it is safe. Well, the footnote is it is safe according to emergency use rules. Mm -hmm. Right. And emergency use rules are basically rules that the military can apply in the event of a of biological warfare. <laughs> yeah. Which means that it is an imminent threat. And so a, a very a much higher tolerance for risk and um, the and it not being safe is acceptable. If it hits a certain threshold, we're going to go with it. That's where we're at. <laughs> right. All right. Yeah. Um, finding, you know, finding, uh, I've seen a million different um, uh, people purporting that the vaccines contain all these different kinds of ingredients. I've never been able to confirm any of them. Sure. Right. Not even, they don't even match, right? One guy says it's got this in it, cyanide and formaldehyde and somebody else, you know, somebody, mm -hmm. <laughs> right? And I can find no corroborating evidence. Now, I'm not a great researcher, right? It's not like I'm an academic. Um, you know, I'm just somebody, I'm just a guy with Google, right? Looking around to see if there's at least one other place where I find the same, <laughs> something to say, oh, well, maybe there's, that isn't attributed to the same source, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. Mm -hmm. And the same source, of course, could say several different things in different articles. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, you know, and then you have to take a grain of salt, you know, to, the, you know, you've heard, you know, obviously we've ranted, uh, you know, about the whole nature of profit and capitalism and, you know, exactly oh, yeah. how much money these, uh, uh, the pharmaceutical companies are making. Oh, mm -hmm. even, even though you and I and everybody listening paid for the development of it. Sure. <laughs> Invested yes. a billion dollars. We don't have a, if, if anybody did that on Shark Tank and say, yeah, well, you're not getting anything though. You're going to give me a million bucks and I'm not giving you anything in return. Um, <laughs> <laughs> in fact, you get to buy what I'm producing. Yes. <laughs> in bulk. <laughs> oh yeah. No. I'm not sure. I'm not sure the sharks would go for that. No. <laughs> Certainly not. So it's it is it is a time for uh, for people to to really take the greatest responsibility that we've ever had to do since civilization began. Mm. Yeah, and it's not a. It's, this isn't a light calling because w w you can't accept just pat answers. You can't accept the official narrative. Mm -hmm. 
at the same time, he can't go running off on on conspiracy theories. And I, I hate that term because it was invented by the CIA to discredit anybody who, sure. who, who disagreed with what they wanted the official narrative to be, mm -hmm. right? And so it, it is a demeaning term and it shouldn't be. But people do kind of want to latch onto something really quickly right? and not go into it in depth enough to find out if there's some substance to it. And what you find is, yes, there's some substance to it and a whole lot of extra thrown in yeah. that, um, that is completely insubstantiated. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm, I'm perplexed. You know, I, I, I'm going to admit publicly to this person, I understand what she's, exactly what she's feeling. It, it, is, a per, it is a totally perplexing time to, to be alive and try to be human and try to be loving and compassionate yeah. In a world that seems to have gone utterly batshit crazy, <laughs> right? <laughs> mm -hmm. And yet, at the same time, you know, that's on one level. I see the most incredible outbreaks and expressions of kindness, and generosity, yeah. and mm -hmm. friendliness, and sensitivity. I, 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 I mean, it's it's really unbelievable. People have been genuinely nicer everywhere I go since COVID has started. Okay. Yeah. Weird, right? But not really. But not really. It's just there's this sense of commonality, a sense mm. of we, are, we yeah. are in this together, which is contrary to the message that we've been receiving for the last, you know, 20 years of us against them and, you know, the oh, terrorists yeah. and the bad people and the good people. It's like suddenly, uh, no. <laughs> We're all confronted with exactly the, exactly the same thing. And once again, our nature of love comes out. Our kindness comes out. Yeah. I don't see people flying off the handle towards others, towards the government. Yeah, towards, you know. Mandates, mandates for vaccines, passport, vaccine passports, and things like that. Yes, I have seen stuff, stuff like that. Anger mm -hmm. towards the faceless machine. Um, yeah, but not towards each other. Yeah, just kind of invite everybody to to think about that uh, for a minute. What's been your experience when you have gone out? When you've gone to the grocery store? When you've gone to the to the to the to the places, um, or the, all the places you've had to go? And when you get gas and you know, or get your latte, you know, through the drive-through, right? Yes. <laughs> um, what What's your experience been? And in, in looking back on it, I go, it has been far more personable than it was beforehand. Mm. So when I see that, I'm incredibly encouraged. I'm not worried about the stupid government. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. They, they, they're, they're powerless, really. Which is why they have to yep. lie and cheat and deceive and all, all of that. Because if they had real power, they wouldn't have to do wouldn't have to do that. Mm -hmm. If they really had something to say, if they're really telling the truth, they wouldn't have to spend billions trying to convince you it was true. Right. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. And it really is billions. Oh, hundreds of uh, hundreds billions. Of billions. Yeah. Hundreds of oh, yeah. hundreds of billions. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, and this is a really interesting question for the listener, because this has been going on, the pandemic we're talking about here has been going on now for over a year. 
Good question for reflection. What has your experience been? And it, how different is it from the pre-COVID experience? Really interesting question. Yeah, and not just the you know the inconveniences. Obviously, you have to wear the mask and all of that stuff. Yeah, stuff you couldn't do. I mean, I I, I listen to people complain about it, and I think. <laughs> Yeah, I'm stuck here in my home with uh, 800 channels, Netflix, HBO, and my 80-inch mm. TV. Oh, yeah. Life really sucks. This is terrible. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Dude, dude, this is actually what you've always wanted, right? I want to mm -hmm. have enough money. I could just <laughs> do whatever I want. Well, because sans the money, um, here, we, yeah. here, here we are. It, it's, actually, it's actually pretty funny. But really, look at... Pay attention, not so much to the inconveniences, because obviously they're there, right? And even kind of the sense of isolation, which is, you know, which is really hard on human beings. Mm -hmm, but, right. what, but how has the world been to you? How have others been to you? What's, your, what's it been like when you have been out? Really focus the attention on, on the interrelationship between people and, 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 and compare it before and after. And um, my experience has been, it's better, mm. noticeably better. Yeah, yeah, and that's been my experience by and large as well. And you know what I would throw into this is that people seem to be more genuinely curious about the kind of thing we're talking about here, about yes. the real meaning of things. Well, to me, that's the big blessing of this. Mm -hmm. Prior to this, it was all about the you know the American dream was all completely a materialistic utopia, <laughs> for sure. Yeah, but just an unlimited access to unlimited consumables, one thing after another. And to see that collapse, I think is the best, biggest blessing humanity, 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 humanity could I experience. Mm -hmm. It's a complete shift of our priorities and values. Right? Yeah. People are more important than profit, more important than things. The, right. our, our, our interrelationships matter more than some kind of ideolo ideological rhetoric. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. And all of that stuff falls away. You know, you meet a person from another culture, a culture you think is backwards and that you hate. Just meet one and have a conversation. Good Lord, you go, oh my God, they're just like we are. <laughs> <laughs> mm -hmm. oh, what yeah. a surprise. You know, all the people are telling you they're different and, you know, every Muslim is a terrorist, right? <clears throat> and uh, it's like, well, no, it's actually not, it's not true. They, they, there's no difference whatsoever. Skin color is a bit different. Clothes are different. Talk different. Metaphors are different. But underneath, we're not at all different. Yeah. You know, you know, even the term race was invented. There's no such sure. thing. <laughs> yeah, that's true. It was invented by, uh, by conquering European white people to justify enslaving anybody who wasn't European and white. Mm -hmm. yeah. Period. Yeah. There isn't a race, right? The difference, the difference is in the appearance between what, what is called the races are absolutely superficial. They're the differences in features and skin tone and the like due to different amounts of light of how long the day was. Move north, you got whiter. Yeah. 
because you had to absorb more of the sun. Mm-hmm. Right to make more, the same amount of vitamin D. That's the only difference. <laughs> that's it. Yes. Yeah. That's it. Norway, when you have a week of sunshine, northern Norway, you have to absorb it all, all twenty-four all of hours of it in in one week. Yeah. You're, mm. you're oh, yeah. Just, yeah. You're just you're just soaking it up. Whereas if you're in Africa and it's eighteen hours a day of of yeah. sunlight, well, then you need skin that that is resistant to it. Mm-hmm. And yeah. <laughs> Yeah. That's all this is. That's what it is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and it really is. I mean, it is that simple, isn't it? It's... Yes. It is simply mm-hmm. how the body has adapted to the, to the environment. But the essential, the, the essential creature is the same. Yeah. And it's very unusual in human beings because it's not like we have a bunch of different species, like, you know, all sorts of different kinds of wolves or foxes or badgers. Right. Right. We all came from the same place. Yeah. That's stunning to me. We really all are related. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> we mm-hmm. all have the same grandma, 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 grandma. <laughs> we really do. So it's not just a reggae star or a rock and roll star saying we're all one. No, Literally. it's a reality. We are family. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And, and I think I don't that know it, the number is something like 99% of, our, of the genes in each one of us is absolutely identical. Oh, right. Yes. Yeah. 99.3 or so. I mean, it's, it's, it's just ridiculous, right? Mm-hmm. Minor variations. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I think that that's something that uh, I, a lot of people have pointed out to me is that, okay, I'm, I'm paying more attention to my relationships, like we're talking about. Yeah. And, and that's really rising to the fore here. In, in, especially during this time. Yeah, and thank God. Mm-hmm. Thank God, you know, our values are coming back in line with, with, with being human and what really matters. Because we did, we got so far off the track. It really was about what you could con- accumulate, what yes. you could accomplish. And, you know, if you look at it in the, in the traditional uh, system of the chakras, mm-hmm. All of those, all of the stuff that ha- were, was the ideal of, of the, the West, the most uh, sh- uh, shown most, you know, most extremely uh, shown in the, in the United States, were the basic, ana- was basic animal nature, right? You know, survival and, 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 and acquiring s- stuff in order to, in order to uh, uh, reproduce, progeny, family and mm-hmm. all of that, you know? yeah and and then and success status ego accomplishment right those are all the those are all the base animal instincts represented by the lower three chakras mm-hmm. that are to be transcended that's what the oh, yes. thing the snake coiled up the mi- middle represents mm-hmm. the animal nature being transcended and the intersect point is the heart where it begins to o- open open up and I was just le- listening to Joseph Campbell this morning talking about the fifth chakra. And he was talking about the relationship between the fifth chakra and the third chakra. The third okay. chakra being identity, ego, aggression, sure. go get them, you know, the self-made man, the Wall Street hedge fund manager, right? <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> right? Yeah. And he said what happens is through the transformation of the heart and the fifth chakra, that upward energy, that aggressive outward get- energy gets turned back on yourself. And it gets turned to introspection. Mm-hmm. With the same degree of intensity, same degree of passion, same degree of urgency, 
same degree of, of, of accomplishment, except a completely different goal. And what a beautiful image that this entire thing turns back on yourself. And if you look, it's what's happening as a whole. Right. We've been forced to look back in ourselves. The, 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 the meanings of the heart have become predominant. The relationships, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. the family that you, you, you can't see as much of, right? Suddenly, yes. wow, I really appreciate them. Right, and they me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, oh, they do like me. <laughs> Look at that. <laughs> After all. <laughs> After all, took a few years, but I. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you can see that it forces this this refocusing of the heart, which, if we're smart, can refocus the entire energy of our civilization and ourselves inward, yeah. to to truly create a world that works for everybody. A world that's in harmony with the earth, right? Where we're no longer the exploiters, the you know the rapers and pillagers of the earth, but we're real stewards. We understand its yeah. nature. We work with it, right? Right. because if we work with it, it it's an infinite resource. It will never run out. If we don't, <laughs> we can't exhaust it. Just like, just like anything else, everything is replenishable to a degree. If you stress it outside of that level, it's not replenishable anymore. The system breaks down, and guess what? It doesn't come back. Yeah. Yes, then it's it's just gone. And yes, like an extinct, like extinct, some extinct critter. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yes. Well, and it's so evident that uh, I know listeners can just scan your experience for the last year and and there are so many things that we've all been forced to reconsider and it really is that it um, that it's been a refocus on the heart and the meanings of the heart gp i love the way you put that well and you know it's i'm I'm just noticing it it's Mm -hmm. oh yeah and what's interesting is nobody planned this Right. No. And nobody decided that this was going to be the outcome of the refocusing on the heart, which kind of brings me back to the original point is that love is your nature. Mm-hmm. Right. It, it's, you know, your true nature is calling you back. You've, you've got, you've, you've wandered far from the tree. <laughs> yes. <laughs> right. Right. And are suffering the consequences. It's time for the prodigal son to come home. Um, you know, it, it, it and it's it has happened so naturally, and it's happened naturally to everyone. You have to recognize you just inevitably have to recognize it's it's it has to be our nature. Yeah, it's not artificial. We're not making this up. When things like this happen, when things get tough, people come together. Differences fall apart. Right, commonality emerges. Um, yeah. mutual respect, mutual tolerance emerges. The, the laws uh, become, uh, become more l- less rigid, more servants of humanity rather than masters. Sure. And oh, yeah. you gain mastery over everything through the heart. It's, <laughs> it's paradoxical. When you lose control, you gain mastery. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there you go. That's it. It just happens. The, the, the wisdom 
the wisdom in it because you've harmonized with the, the nature of the universe. How could it not work? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it's got to work. It has to. It's got to work. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's the nature of things. This is, this to me is, the, is, is one of the deep spiritual insights. It's the whole meaning behind, you know, the Tao Te Ching. Mm. Oh, yeah. yeah. The Tao being the way. That's, that's all it means is the way things actually are. Um, it is it is a, a, a realization of the way things actually are. And then there's a voluntary uh, harmonizing with it. It doesn't have to be forced. I mean, force it, right? It's, it's like, that would be like trying to stand in the ocean and force the wave back out to sea. Mm. <laughs> mm. You'll get pummeled, you know? <laughs> you could try. Right. Yeah, <laughs> or you can break out the surfboard, you know, I'm... and uh, you know have yourself a nice little ride, and then do it again. And um, it, it's it's simply we have the arrogance of the human mind has for so long thought itself superior that it could control nature and and bend it to its will, and mm -hmm. the end result is just nothing but misery, suffering, unhappiness lack conflict i mean hello <laughs> yeah and you're not going to ever get anything but that when you fight with the way things are you lose mm -hmm. it's inevitable i just hope we wake up to that in time so that we don't take everything with us yeah and what um so what strikes me is that this is a tremendous opportunity right now with the pandemic, with all of the emphasis, the renewed emphasis on interrelationships and, and commonality. Well, let's take advantage of this opportunity. Yeah, we have to stop focusing on what we've lost mm -hmm. and um, become deeply aware of what we've gained. Believe yeah. me, what we've lost was, was worth losing. It, it was no, it was no great shakes. It was not helping us, right? But when you're, when we don't know it's not helping us, we think this is the way it's supposed to be. Well, then you know, wisdom has to intervene and uh, smack you upside the head, take mm -hmm. take away your toy, right? Oh yeah. Until yeah. you until you realize that uh, you don't need it anymore. Mm -hmm. Reminds me when my kids were young. You know, when I grew up. You know Saturday morning cartoons, right? Yes, yeah. Glued, glued yeah. to the TV, mm -hmm. and you know I had fond memories of it. Oh yeah, yeah. right. As a yeah. <clears throat> as a kid, um, and you know, so when my kids were young, you know, I thought it was kind of fun. They were watching the uh, Saturday morning cartoons, but then I noticed, you know, got to around eleven o'clock, the last cartoon was over, and I all of a sudden they were saying, "I'm bored. I don't know what to do." They just kind of wander around. And after a while, I, I, I put two and two together. Mm -hmm. And so I said, okay, here's the deal. You each get one hour of, of, uh, of um, cartoons. You have to agree what to watch. It's going to be the same hour. <laughs> so right. here's the hour. You guys agree. You guys come to terms with what it is you're going to watch. Cut it down to an hour. Same thing. I'm bored. I ain't anything. So <laughs> I pulled the plug. 
Oh mm-hmm. my God, I was the most hated man on earth. For, no, I'm sure you were for, for quite a while. Evil, but, but a, a couple of just a couple of weeks, it was like no more bored. They were out playing. They're out doing. I mean, the whole all the energy was back. Mm-hmm. They just been hypnotized into this, yeah. into this state, and this is this is what we've been you know advertising and marketing and the promises of this of this and that and three steps to having everything you want and oh yeah (laughs) (laughs) sure yes the secret right Mm. the secret behind the secret and the secret revealed about the secrets um (laughs) well interesting yeah Mm. it's it's just been this hypnotic (laughs) trance we've all been wandering around no kidding expecting and 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 not and completely disconnected from our own lives yeah yeah and a great question for all of uh, all of us listening is what can we do to get more reconnected because the opportunities are there and boom in the last year they're right in front of us front and center so what can you do to get reconnected yes that's a um, <laughs> you know it's something that everybody needs to examine for themselves yeah you can make some suggestions no. we can say look um, your family your friends neighbors my son who, who lives near you mm-hmm. yeah. in uh, Tempe Arizona he said you know I didn't know my, my neighbors really there's a couple of them I got together with he says, all of a sudden, people are all standing out on the street. We're all talking. He said, one guy in the neighborhood even came around with um, a list for people's phone numbers in case anybody needed help. Oh, okay. You know, creating yeah. a telephone tree for the neighborhood. And Chris said, this is great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this, is, this, is, this is wonderful. You know, oh, yeah. all, of a, all, yeah. all of a sudden, it was like, instead of you know, sitting in your background, right around the f- backyard and the fences, and people are out in the front, they're you know they're right. uh, respectful you know social distancing at all sure and all but that that energy of connection and you know the, that 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 human sense of bonding that comes mm-hmm. to us so very naturally oh, yeah. um f- just find the ways to do it yeah yeah mm-hmm. look, look for the ways to do it mm-hmm. and you know part of the species the the symptoms of the miasma, the trance we're all in, is going, oh, I don't know how to do that. I mean, if somebody says that to me, sure. I can just hear my two kids going, oh, boy. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> turn, yeah. Off Netflix, turn off Netflix. Mm. <laughs> turn off HBO Plus or whatever it is you've got. Right? <laughs> if you need to buy something, don't go to Amazon. There's some local stores that are open that need your business. Guess what? They have real people in them. Mm. Is that what that is? Okay. Yeah. Ooh, oh, real, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. They have real people in them that they mm. talk, and they're, they're lonely. They're standing there all day long. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Rediscover. Imagine what life would, was like before any of this, all the technological distractions existed. What did we do? Mm. Somebody mm-hmm. might play piano and people would sit around and sing a song or yep. you know, read books, you know, mm-hmm. go out visiting. Right? Yes. Sit, go out visiting. Sit yeah. on the, sit, sit a spell, have a chat on the porch. Mm-hmm. 
right? Sh- yeah. Share a beer, or a coffee, or sure. Um, just remember what it was like when the highlight of our life was our interaction with other human beings. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And how how fun was that? Oh my god! Yeah, it was it was great. I it loved great. it. Yeah. It was mm-hmm. absolutely great. Yeah. We didn't need Match.com. Oh, no. (laughs) Or even Tinder. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. We we managed to find ourselves in the midst of all of of that. Yes. Those are all all really cheap substitutes for for simply the lack of of ongoing human connection. Yeah, yeah. And I think that this is a, a beautiful place to wind this down, because that really is what it's all about is, is that human connection. And for the listeners who are, are wondering how you can find out more about GP and his teachings, GP Walsh dot com is where to go gpwalsh.com includes all of gp's teachings workshops meditations including pieces of music beautiful pieces of music that you yourself gp have composed that's where i would send all of you and uh, gp as we wrap up here what else would you like the listeners to take from this really i mean it's a heartening dialogue it really is yeah Yeah, it is i mean we started off by you know looking at fear yeah but fear is temporary, it's transient. Mm-hmm. Love is not. And when we talk about how do you choose love, I, I would put that question back after this whole discussion we've had, I'd bring around the end, because that interconnection mm-hmm. to reestablish that, that's how you choose love. And, and, it's, and it's, um, it's not how do we get the world to choose love? Well, one at a time, you do it. Yes. Uh-huh. You know, choose to go shop someplace where there'll be people and you can and you can give yourself a, a bit of yourself to them instead of sitting down at Amazon. Believe me, Jeff's got plenty. He's he's gonna be okay. <laughs> he's definitely not lacking. He's not gonna be lacking anytime soon. So j- just ask yourself, how do I choose love right now? Mm-hmm. Not not a generalized thing. Yeah. Right? Not like an, an abstraction of how do we, you know, like some ideology of choosing love, right? Or some, or some bad song. <laughs> mm, yeah. No. Or some spiritual platitude that means absolutely nothing. How do you do it right now, right this moment? Mm-hmm. And it could be nothing more than just doing something loving for yourself, uh, t- taking a walk, just saying hi yeah. to a neighbor. How you doing? Mm-hmm. Um, the, the 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 love being the principle of being is absolutely limitless in its capability of expression yeah and it doesn't even matter what you do if you do it with love exactly. it becomes love yeah. mm-hmm. it is you can yeah. you can you can make vacuuming a, a love fest <laughs> do i know people that do this you can <laughs> oh yeah what a power what a power that is because you are love consciously engaged with that everything you do becomes love 
what a calling that is. Wonderful. I love it. Yes. Everything you do becomes love. Well, GP, this has been so wonderful. Thank you so much for joining me here today. Thanks, Tomas. It's always great. So much fun. Yes, this has been Master Spiritual Teacher GP Walsh on Decide to Transform. Thank you all for tuning in and be sure to choose love. And there are many ways to be deeply interconnected. So go forth and thank you for tuning in. <laughs> <laughs>